Kaohsiung Mayor-elect Chen Qimai has announced three deputies ahead of taking office next Monday. They are former Kaohsiung Deputy Mayor Shi Zhe, former Taipei Deputy Mayor Charles Lin, and Luo Dashen, head of the Economics Ministry's De- Department of Industrial Technology. The incoming mayor has also appointed some fresh young faces to his team, including a Kaohsiung-based reporter. It's an event organized by the Kaohsiung city government. The mayor-elect is guest of honor ahead of his inauguration next week. Over the past few days, Chen has been recruiting to fill posts in his administration. His three deputies are already decided. We'll have Deputy Mayor Charles Lin, Deputy Mayor Shi Zhe, and Deputy Mayor Luo Dasheng. They align with my four major priorities, which are industrial transformation, jobs creation, major construction, and reducing air pollution. Their appointments were more or less all based on the logic of the four priorities. Lin was director of Kaohsiung's Public Works Bureau when Chen served as acting Kaohsiung mayor in 2005. A trusted figure, he was tapped for deputy by Taipei Mayor Ko Wenzhe. Shi was culture director on the former Kaohsiung mayor Chen Ju, spearheading products like the Pier 2 Arts Center. He was later promoted to deputy during Chen Ju's tenure. As for Luo, he currently leads the Department of Industrial Technology. He is a technocrat who rose up through the ranks. His appointment lends tech and investment expertise to the administration. To these three deputy mayors, I give failing scores. I can't tell what expertise Mayor Chen Qimai thinks he has. The KMT's criticism of the administrative team only goes to show that their field of vision is too narrow. The mayor-elect has also named young, fresh faces to his team. One such pick was applauded by Zheng Zhaoxin, head of the Kaohsiung Information Bureau under former mayor Han Guoyu. There's journalist Abbas Bankinung, head of Kaohsiung's Indigenous Affairs Commission. There's Zhang Yili, head of Kaohsiung's Youth Bureau. Comparatively, these are highlights on the roster. These picks demonstrate the administration's ambitions for 2022 or 2024. Their strategic steps toward training election talent. Conversing with Abbas, I listened to her convey her views. Her eyes were alight. She has a great deal of enthusiasm. Chen's team enters office next Monday. Taiwan shares rebounded on Friday after shedding over 400 points in the previous session. Chipmaker MediaTek ended a bad week on a high note, surging 7% to end above 600 NT. Meanwhile, TSMC saw a 9.5 NT rise that brought its market value back above 11 trillion NT. Gains in the two big tech stocks drove the broader market higher. The TIEX closed up 245 points or one point. 0.98% to end above 12,600. Other Asian markets were mostly higher on Friday. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rallied 322 points. South Korea's Kospi gained 30. And Japan's benchmark Nikkei closed up by nearly 40 points. Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association representative Izumi Hiroyasu visited Taoyuan on Thursday to thank the city for its donation of medical supplies to several Japanese cities. Izumi was welcomed by Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenchan, who took him on a tour of Taoyuan landmarks. The tour culminated with a stop at the Taoyuan International Baseball Stadium, where Izumi threw the ceremonial first pitch at a baseball game. Thank you.
Sendai is the largest city in Japan's Tohoku region. It's also the home turf of Taiwanese A Song Jiahao, who plays for the Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles in the Nippon Professional Baseball League. The city of Sendai filmed this short video to thank Taoyuan for its donation of medical supplies. Taoyuan's donations went to Taoyuan's friends, Narita in the Chiba Prefecture, the city of Kaga, Kagawa Prefecture, Miyazaki Prefecture, and so on. These cities receive medical resources such as face masks. I would hereby like to convey our heartfelt appreciation. To thank Taoyuan for its donation, the Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association sent its long-standing representative in Taipei. Izumi met with Taoyuan Mayor Zheng to convey Japan's gratitude. Zheng welcomed the representative warmly, inviting him on a tour of the Taoyuan Martyr Shrine and Cultural Park. In the evening, Izumi was given the honor of throwing the first pitch at the Rakuten Monkeys vs. Uni President Lions game at the Taoyuan International Baseball Stadium. Immediately after arriving at the ballpark, Izumi went straight to the bullpen to warm up so that he could toss a good starting pitch. All was smooth as Izumi hopped on the mound and kicked off the game. The Rakuten Monkeys are currently the only team in the CPBL that is funded and run by a Japanese company. Rakuten also has a team in Sendai, the Golden Eagles. I think this shows that the baseball culture of Taiwan and Japan can be something that furthers our friendship. Zheng said he hoped that after the pandemic, Taiwanese baseball teams could go on exchanges to Japan and Japanese teams could join Taiwan's spring training. He said both sides could learn from one another and improve their game while deepening the close ties between Taiwan and Japan. Taiwan's internet users are up in arms after a Japanese boy brand, Arashi, released a video of two of its members sampling Taiwanese snacks. One was a noodle snack meant to be eaten dry, but the pop stars mistook it for instant ramen and cooked it in hot water. Taiwan netizens have flooded the comment section of the video, instructing the idols on the correct way to eat the classic snack. Squeeze and pinch the packet between your hands to break the noodles apart. Then add the seasoning packet and shake it well. This beloved Taiwanese noodle snack is mostly eaten as is to enjoy the crunchy texture of the crumbled noodles. But over in Japan... <laughs> Wait just a second. It's got too much water, they say. It's too bland, they say. But they shouldn't have added water to begin with. Two members of Japanese boy band Arashi tried to eat the Taiwan specialty for the first time, cooking it as if it were instant ramen. The display has left Taiwanese viewers in stitches. Taiwan internet users are aghast at this inappropriate approach. There are two well-known brands of this popular snack. Both brands offer it in a snack size, which is to be eaten dry. It's also sold in large packets, which can be cooked in boiling water or eaten straight from the bag. I prefer it in bigger chunks like this. It can't be small crumbs. If you are eating it alone, you can pour it straight into your mouth. You dump them right in and then you wash it all down with a drink. If you are hungry, you can have it with a small drink. That's the life. 
it's not just internet users taking issue. Taiwan's transport minister responded with a Facebook video in which he addresses the pop stars in Japanese. In the video description, Lin jokes that, as the head of tourism in Taiwan, it's his responsibility to educate on the finest snack eating techniques. One snack, two interpretations. Amid the heated internet debate, this classic snack is enjoying a popularity boost in both Taiwan and Japan. Chinese Valentine's Day, also known as Qixi, is right around the corner, and Taipei will hold its annual Festival for Lovers this Saturday at Yanping Riverside Park. You'll find food trucks, a crafts fair, live music, and eight minutes of fireworks. Let's take a look. Fireworks form patterns in the night sky. There are hearts, flowers, and the year 2020. They'll appear in an eight-minute fireworks show on Saturday at Taipei's Yanping Riverside Park. There is a 482-second fireworks show with patterns previously mentioned. There's 2020 and colorful blossoms. Every year, we strive for something different in the fireworks design. Along Pier 5, there will be concerts, food trucks, and vendors. People can also enjoy the fireworks show from the rooftop. The pop concert will last for five hours. One of the performers is Eve I, who will bring a selection of love songs and a surprise. I'll prepare some very touching love songs. Some of the songs are very new. I haven't performed them in other places. Couples can walk along the park and pier and take photos at romantic art installations. Food vendors have already started to prepare for the event. The dish I really want to launch is a tipsy lover's meal. Two beers paired with two dishes. If you order one or two dishes, you can go up to the roof. This romantic festival will take place from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Taipei's Yanping Riverside Park between Danshui River's number 3 and number 5 water gates. The fireworks start at 8.20 p.m. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Zhang Tingxiang in Taipei. Taipei Zoo's giant panda Yuan Yuan has her hands full raising a new cub who is now 53 days old. Because Yuan Yuan is an older mother, she needs a little extra help with nursing. To keep her milk flowing, Taipei Zoo has started adding two natural supplements to her diet, pea protein isolate and flaxseed oil. Zookeepers said at first they worried that Yuan Yuan would turn her nose up at the new additions. But the nursing mama has proven that she she was not picky at all. In other news, the online vote for her daughter's name will close in six days. So far, the front runner is the name Yuan Bao or Baby Yuan. The result will be announced August 30th. A new storm is brewing in the region. Forecasters say a low-pressure system east of the Philippines could strengthen into this year's eighth tropical storm on Saturday night. Even if it doesn't become a tropical storm, it'll still likely bring thunderstorms and sporadic showers island-wide. Blue skies, white clouds. Enjoy the good weather while it lasts. A low-pressure system east of the Philippines' Luzon Island is strengthening, and its periphery has reached the southern tip of Taiwan. This low-pressure system is expected to continue northward along the east coast. By Saturday evening, it could become the year's eighth tropical storm. If it does, it would be named Bavi. We're predicting that it will gradually track north along the west side of the Pacific High. 
after it crosses the sea east of Taiwan, it will gradually move northeast along the Ryukyu Islands. As for its intensity, the storm will develop slowly today and tomorrow, possibly becoming a tropical depression. Tomorrow night, as it enters the southern part of the Ryukyu Islands, we're not ruling out the possibility of it strengthening further into a tropical storm. The CWB says the low-pressure system will make its closest approach to Taiwan on Saturday. Even if it does not become a tropical storm by then, it will bring strong winds and waves to the sea east of Taiwan, as well as intermittent rains and thunderstorms island-wide. In the evening on Saturday, the atmospheric conditions will be favorable for the formation of a tropical storm. Forecasters say there's a chance the storm could become the strongest to affect Taiwan this year. As it travels northeast on the ocean surface near the Ryukyu Islands, as it approaches the archipelago, the marine and atmospheric environment will become more conducive to its development. At that point, it will strengthen significantly. But by that point in time, that is to say, after August 23rd or 24th, it will already be moving away from Taiwan. So on the whole, we can say that as the storm strengthens, its effects on Taiwan will wane. Forecasters say more observation is needed to determine the storm's impact. What's for sure is that the weather will be volatile through to next week, so don't forget your rain gear when heading out.